The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me just say, after Vera distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Captain Lou Extravaganza Live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And, of course, we are powered up by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Network of Podcasts. Check our website out, bellyupsports.com. As uh, We've got a complete – and check out our complete list of podcasters. Our shows that we have, we've had a lot of great shows in the last few weeks, further out the year for that matter. And uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. Check out our great group of guys and gals doing a podcast covering a wide variety of sports. That's bellyupsports.com. And also check out our website for uh, all the latest and greatest and articles that we've got on all the major sports, all the sports in general, including the uh, NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, the NFL schedule release, which we will talk about here a little bit later on this morning. So we want to just, again, welcome you here on this free-for-all Friday here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza here on the Captain Lou Sports Network. Okay, a reminder, too, that our show is brought to you by MahlerBros.com. Check out the website if you want to look good on the golf course, because if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. Check out MahlerBros.com. See on the bottom of the screen there. Check out their website. They've got a great array of polos, T-shirts, tumblers, you name it. And if you uh, visit the website, make sure you use the belly the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off of your purchase. That's MahlerBros.com, M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. We're going to talk to the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. The NBA playoffs, of course, are underway as well. We've got a team that has moved on to the conference finals, the first one to clinch a berth, that being the Denver Nuggets, probably the most under-the-radar team that we've had in quite a while. Make sure that uh, we'll talk about them here in a little bit later on. And, of course, the schedule release is out for the NFL. Who got gypped? Who got a good schedule? How many teams are going to be playing in prime time? The opening game, of course, is going to be the Lions and the Chiefs. As a Lions fan, I'm stoked. This is uh, time to prove it. Lion fans have been asking for respect for ever and ever and ever, whether they've deserved it or not. Well, this is a Lion fan. This is our time now, the team. Put up or shut up with the amount of primetime games that they're going to get. Who got some interesting schedules? Uh, we'll talk about that and more. And, of course, uh, we've got our poll question that I want to talk about. And you can find this out on uh, our Facebook page, which I invite you to uh, check it out, or on Twitter, at The Real Captain. We would love to have you answer this poll question. After the schedule release, which where do you see your team finishing? Uh, the choices are uh, division championship making the playoffs, a Super Bowl berth, or potentially 
in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes for next year as the number one draft pick. And uh, right before we went on the air, it was pretty close. A lot of folks are thinking their team is going to make the playoffs. I think it was like 35%, 33%, uh, 33%. Well, actually, now it's tied. 33.9% apiece making the playoffs or Super Bowl contender. 22.6 in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And a 9.7% of you think that they're going to uh, just win the division and go to the playoffs that way. So, again, we invite you to take part in our poll question again. What do you think your NFL team or what do you think of your NFL team after the NFL schedule at least released last night? And uh, some interesting schedules. Uh, we'll go through those uh, towards the end of our show. We're going to start out today with the NBA playoffs. And uh, last night we had one team move on and another team that's starting to feel the pressure again. First, the team that moved on, Denver, put away Phoenix on the road last night, and they advanced to the Western Conference Final. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic again. Uh, they shine. Jokic shined again for the uh, for the Nuggets as they move on to the Western Conference Finals. They will take on the winner of the Lakers and the Warriors. Game six tonight in Los Angeles. Uh, Phoenix, um, what can you say? They had the dynamic duel, but after that, with DeAndre Ayton not playing, which a lot of folks are saying that's probably not a bad thing uh, because he's kind of been a no-show in the playoffs, kind of a head case. You don't know what kind of guy you're going to get out of him in the playoffs. Now Denver moves on to the Western Conference Final. I think they're a more complete team. Can't wait to see what they do against either the Lakers or the Warriors. I still think there's going to be a little bit of time to decide that. The Lakers, we'll talk about them in a moment, but – Denver with Murray and with uh, Jokic leading the way, uh, they jumped out to a huge league and then just put away Phoenix. It was never in doubt, really, in the second half. And now they advance to the Western Conference Finals. They win in six games. Now the question marks are, did Phoenix, um, were they the favorites going in? You know, they weren't the number one seed. Denver was. And it begs the question, when are the the Nuggets going to get the respect that I think they've earned. You know, all the glitz and glamour goes to L.A. And then, of course, the dynasty in Golden State. And I know the old adage with Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So to be the team, you got to beat the team. They were consistent all year, right up at the top, the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets. Now they will get their taste of the Western Conference Finals against either Phoenix, or rather against either Golden State or the Lakers. Uh, Phoenix now, what could have been? They've got some question marks. Obviously, they've got Kevin Durant for a few more years. He only played 23 games, uh, I think 23, maybe 25 for the Phoenix uh, Suns this year when he came over on the trade deadline. Um, now they've got uh, some question marks. What are they going to do with DeAndre Ayton? What are they going to get to build around him and Booker? I still think the Suns can be a viable option. Uh, they've got the core in place, but they have no depth. And that was exposed in this game uh, against, uh, or in this series against Denver. And, you know, Denver had the likes of KCP, uh, continues Caldwell Pope coming off, getting 21 points. You know, he's something that they can turn to. Uh, they've got a lot of names in Denver, and they have a lot more players. And it was evident in this series against Phoenix. So goodbye to the Phoenix Suns. Hello to the Western Conference Finals for the Denver Nuggets. They await the winner of game six, or the series rather, between the Lakers and the Warriors. 
They're going to be playing in Los Angeles tonight, game six. And, of course, the big question is how effective is uh, AD going to be uh, in game six? Um, you know, he got that con- – well, they're not calling it a concussion. He got hit in the head towards the end of game five with about seven and a half minutes left. Saying it's not a concussion, all signs are pointing to him showing up. But now here's the, how effective is he going to be? And he, this begs the question, who's got more pressure on him now? You go in these series, I don't care if it's the NBA, the NHL, or Major League Baseball, you're a team that's up 3-1. you got a chance, and especially if you're going to the other team's home turf in Game 5 to close it out. Now, I know you can second-guess L.A. all you want about playing uh, LeBron or and playing uh, – AD in game five, you know, maybe they should have sat him. They'd have been more fresh. No, I don't buy that. It's just what I said about uh, Joel Embiid in game two against the Boston Celtics. You want to go in that scenario on the road up to nothing to really put a stranglehold on it. The Lakers had a chance to close out the dynasty that is the uh, Golden State Warriors in game five. They went up there, you know, AD was hurt. They were already behind, but you got to play your horses. You got to do it because if you win game five, it's over. Obviously, they win four games to one. Then they can rest for three or four days or whatever it's going to be. Now they didn't win that one. But the scenario is now you had your opportunity in game five. Now you're at home in game six. We all know the Warriors aren't the greatest on the road this year. They weren't in the regular season. But in the playoffs, game six, they were in Sacramento. They went there, or the game seven, rather, in Sacramento. They won that one. Now they're on the road for game six, a closeout game tonight. This is going to be huge. Who's got more pressure on them? I think it's Los Angeles. The Lakers don't win this one. Then they got to go up to game seven in Golden State. That's going to be a whole different animal right now in game seven. If they got to go up there and play that one. Uh, you know, the Warriors, you know, their backs were against the wall in game five. They showed up. You had, uh, you know, Kevon Looney, you had, you know, Draymond Green had a huge game, 20 points. They can't expect that from Draymond every week, or every game, rather, 20 points. But, you know, Clay Thompson's about to break out. I look for him to have a big game tonight in Los Angeles in game six. I look for him to get at least 25. I would say four to five three-pointers. I'm going to put a couple of shackles on that for his three-point output because he's due. Then, of course, you've got uh, Steph Curry. You know, he shines. He's one of the biggest uh, primetime players when the money counts. You know, 50 points in the clincher last time. So he's going to be huge. And you got LeBron. You know, he's never lost a three-to-one series lead. A lot of things that are going up, you know, going on here. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens in this game six. A lot of intrigue. Who's got more pressure? Is it going to be the Lakers? Is it going to be the Warriors? We'll have to wait and see on that. I just... I, I got a feeling the pressure is more going to be felt by Los Angeles. I think it's going to go back to game seven. I really do. But who knows? You know, if if LeBron takes over and has one of his legendary performances, then maybe, you know, a Magic Johnson type performance in a game six scenario, then who knows? Maybe it'll be the Lakers and the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. It's going to be fun to see. And then finally, we've got in the other series. Well, let's slide. Well, first, we'll talk about the Miami series. Uh, New York's going down there for game six. They showed up in game five at home. Again, same scenario with Miami, up 3-1 with a chance to go up to New York and close it out in game five. Unable to do that. 
the shots weren't falling for the Heat. Obviously, Jimmy Butler couldn't carry him into the Eastern Conference Finals. Now the series shifts back to Miami tonight for Game Six. Uh, Jalen Brunson leading the way. Can R.J. Barrett show up? Uh, you know, can uh, Julius Randle show up? You know, the, the Miami team playing with resolve, playing with defense. You know, this is going to again. Uh, Eric Spolstra. You know, he's been the coaching job that he's done has been fantastic. Um, you know, it, it would be huge. So I think that, uh, we could, you know, we could do that. You know, it, it uh, game seven, I think would be epic in New York. I think Miami's got a good opportunity though, to close this one in game six. I just think the home court advantage might be a little bit better for Miami. I look for the heat to win tonight in game six, send New York home. And I could be wrong, but I got a feeling that they're going to close out uh, New York tonight. And I think Butler's going to have another one of his epic performances. Uh, you know, you've got Duncan Robinson starting to come out of his shell a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I look for Kevin Love maybe to contribute a little bit more. I think that Miami's going to close this one out in six. And that leads us to this scenario, Boston forcing game seven. You know, it, it, it was funny kind of watch as I was watching hockey last night and the NFL reveal show. I was keeping one eye on Boston and Philadelphia, more watching it on social media than anything else. And, boy, everybody was just ripping on Jason Tatum. Just, you know, no show Tatum, blah, blah, blah. Yet Boston was still ahead. And that told me something. If he can light it up at all in game six, or I mean in the fourth quarter, rather, this game's this is going seven. And, indeed, it was. And, you know, the, the big controversy, I don't know if it's a controversy, but the big question was, why did they not get the ball to Embiid in the last four minutes? He didn't touch it, not once. And, you know, I I, I, I was trying to get a hold of a, a friend of the show that's been on in the past, uh, you know, um, and, uh, I, you know, one of my buddies that's, you know, that I – respect a lot in the basketball world. Steve Finnemore, he was, he was a coach. He, you know, he coached under Tom Izzo, high school coach, college coach. And uh, he's preached this about Doc Rivers. He can't get any team. He won a championship in 2008 with Boston. I get it, or 2009. You know, he's – but when does that pass? When does that pass uh, run out? Now, they've still got game seven coming up this weekend where they can possibly win and – Maybe he can exercise a demon there. But I think not getting Embiid the ball in game six in that last four minutes lies flatly on Doc Rivers. He should have noticed that. He should have made it a point. You know, I know Harden, you know, I don't blame it on him. You know, maybe a, maybe a hair, but I don't blame it on him. But Embiid not getting the ball in the last four minutes and another classic meltdown. Is this going to happen for Doc Rivers? I'm not sure, but it's all all signs are pointing towards it. And I could see Boston pulling this out in game seven at the Garden. You know, this is, again, this is going to go into the laurels, another classic Boston-Philadelphia rivalry right up there with some of those back in the 1980s in their heyday. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. This is a game seven that the NBA wanted for sure, Boston and Philadelphia, and that's what they got. 
But is this going to be another Doc Rivers playoff meltdown? He had plenty of them with the Clippers. You know, he won his championship with Boston. I get it. But that was so long ago now. I mean, here's the thing that gets me. You've got coaches that are getting let go for, you know, two years after winning a national or a world championship. How, what's the leash for Doc Rivers? That's what I want to know. Well, hey, you know, let's, uh, we're going to take a look at the NHL playoffs here shortly, but I want to talk a little bit briefly about MahlerBrosGolf.com. You know, when you're out golfing and the sun's beating down on you big time, you know, you, you can feel it. You know, the last thing you want to do, or the first, you know, the last thing you really want to do is uh, take, you know, you don't want to be hot, right? You want to be comfortable. You know, you, you're kind of hoping that you could take your shirt off, but we know that you can't do it on the golf course. Well, we've got the answer for you with MahlerBros.com. They've got shirts that will make you look good and feel good. And as we've been saying all along here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And we've got that answer in MahlerBros.com. They've got a great selection of polos that are loud. They can design anything as loud as you want it or others that are more subtle and sleek looking. Kind of the approach that I take, I'm a little more conservative along with my golf game, which you know, those that have played golf with me, you know that I can't hit the ball a country mile. My backswing's kind of wild and loud, but I don't hit it a long way, so I tend to stay around in the sleek design phase, if you will. We've also got fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, so much more to make your golfer golfing experience that much better. And hey, when you go to maulerbros.com, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, use the promo code BELLYUP. You will get a 15% discount off your purchase. So if you want to look good on the golf course so you can look good, feel good, play good, get that low score that you've always wanted, it's not going to guarantee you getting a 75 on the course for 18 holes or par in that back nine that you've been trying to forever. But you'll feel good about trying, and you'll look good doing it too with MahlerBros.com, M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. And again, use the promo code BELLYUP, and you'll get 15% off your purchase. That's MahlerBros.com. We want to thank everybody again for joining us here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on uh, YouTube. We invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll get to see all of our previous shows that we've had and our upcoming shows can't wait for the fall when football season starts in earnest. That's usually our main uh, attention span. Uh, we'll also have another year of the ACHA power play coming up in the fall, starting around September 20th. In the meantime, we've got a lot going on here. We've got the Stanley Cup finals to talk about, or the playoffs rather right now. We're going to talk about the uh, schedule release here in a little bit. But again, we want to thank everybody for taking time out to be with us here today on this Friday. Without you, we can't do it. And I, again, the numbers are getting there. We really, really do appreciate it. And a reminder that you can download podcast style this uh, broadcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It'll be available later on this afternoon. So we invite you, if there's something you miss here in the program or any of our other programs, make sure that you uh, check us out here on uh, Belly Up Sports and also on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. Coming up next week, we've got three great guests on our show. I want to talk about that real quick. On Wednesday, we've got uh, a double dip. We've got Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson Show uh, based out of Canada. We're going to talk Stanley Cup playoffs with him. And, of course, we always like to talk a little CFL football because they're going to start getting ready to go here pretty quick. 
And also we're going to have Ryan Schuling. He was scheduled for this past week, but he had something come up. But he's going to come on as well on Wednesday. We're going to talk transfer portal, how it's affecting the college game, both basketball and football. He's out of Denver, so we're going to get his look at what primetime's doing, Deion Sanders in uh, the uh, Colorado Buffalo scene. And also with Denver in the Western Conference Finals, we'll get his take on how that's shaping up and what the what the vibe is with the Denver Nuggets out there. So we look forward to that. Then on Friday next week, we're going to have one of our baseball insiders, Mitch Bernstein from the Burn with Mitch podcast. He's going to stop by and we're going to get all up to date on everything going on in Major League Baseball. So we got a lot going on next week. Really excited about that. Some great guests lined up. Hope that uh, you can check us out next week. We're on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right now through the duration. 10 a.m. live Eastern time while I'm still on the disabled list. going to be for a while yet, but that uh, gives us a chance to reach out and have a little fun here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza here on Belly Up Sports and the Captain Lou Sports Network. So, All right, Stanley Cup playoffs. Real quick, let's touch on them. Last night, we had a team punch their ticket as well into the conference finals, the Carolina Hurricanes. They defeated Carolina or uh, Saint, uh, New Jersey in overtime, three to two last night. Got the overtime goal. Um, let's about seven minutes in. Jesper Fast got the power play goal. Uh, it was back and forth through the first couple of periods, two to two going into the third period. Again, no goals scored, but not for lack of action. And again, Carolina was able to uh, fight their way in. They got the overtime goal. Fast got it. And now they get to advance just kind of four games to one. They won the series. They had the hiccup in game three up in New Jersey where they gave up eight goals, but they rebounded nicely in game four. They answered the call. And you could tell just watching, especially in the third period, Carolina really put the heat on the Devils. Schmid, I thought, played a whale of a game and goal for uh, New Jersey. And uh, but it just you could tell and. I'm not saying either team, any team wanted it more in this one, but Carolina, I thought just you, they, you knew sooner or later they're going to crack. They just and get that game winning goal that the pressure they put on in the last five minutes, the regulation, and then into overtime, and then getting the goal at 7:09 into overtime um, on the power play. And you know it, it is so tough when you give up that power play. You get the power play in overtime. It, it just makes uh, you know makes it that much more difficult but Carolina advances to the Eastern Conference final they'll take the on the winner of Toronto and Florida Toronto still alive they won game four the other night down in Florida they play game five tonight and it, it, as crazy as it sounds the cliche of well they wanted it more well they wanted it more as a team in this game at least that's what it looked like the eye test I mean they put the heat on Florida throughout the game. I thought Wool played a heck of a game in goal. He's getting more confidence now in net. Uh, Bobrowski, I thought, played all right. Uh, Toronto, with all those marquee names, now they go to Toronto's game five. It's still three games to one. Florida, can they pull one out in game five? But here's my question. We talked about it with the uh, Lakers and the Warriors. Who's got more pressure now in game six for them? Game five here with Toronto and uh, Florida. Toronto... I don't know if they're playing on house money, but they've got to they've got to come out loose. But they've got to keep the pedal to the metal. I thought defensively they played better on the blue line. You know they took the game to Florida a little bit more. They can't let up, and you know maybe 
you know, I was talking to a, you know, a couple of friends of mine about this. Now that they've got the monkey off of their back, winning that game, just like winning this series, now they're going to play a little more looser. Now they know what it's like to beat Florida in the playoffs. Now they can build on that. You know, but Florida, you know, maybe they just got to treat it as a hiccup. Paul Maurice, I know, will have his guys ready for game five tonight. But if Toronto can pull this one off, I just – why do I got a feeling this is going to go back to game seven in Toronto? Because if they can pull this one off and Wall gets a little more confidence in net, I got to tell you, game six all of a sudden is going to get that much more difficult for Florida. And momentum is so big in hockey for the most part. And uh, Toronto, another road win. Let's see if they can do it in game five against uh, Florida. If, you know, we'll, we'll see what if uh, uh, Kachuk and company can rebound in game five tonight against Toronto to make it to game six. So in the Western Conference finals, we've got, uh, or Western Conference rather, Dallas made a big statement last night winning uh, against uh, the Kraken. Uh, they, they, I think they won four to two last night, if I'm not mistaken, five to two, rather getting the empty net goal. That's right. Uh, they jumped out to a three nothing lead. Joel Pavelski again, his seventh goal of the playoffs. Uh, they held off Denver. I'm sorry, held off Seattle. They got three, a couple of goals in the second period. What I was impressed the most about with Seattle, though, Pavelski scored that goal 35 seconds into the second period. That made it three to nothing, and I thought, boy, it could turn out to be an onslaught. Seattle scored that goal to make it 3-1 within a minute, and then they cut it to 3-2. Dallas able to hold them off. They got the empty net goal to make it 5-2. Now they go to Seattle for game six. That's going to be a huge game. Let's see how Seattle rebounds. Grubauer, I thought, played all right. I think he could play better, though, for Seattle. So you never know in game six. But Dallas, I think, made a statement last night. They're starting to feel it. I could see them closing out Seattle in game six. I'm going to go with the – Dallas Stars advancing to the Western Conference Finals with a Game 6 win up in Seattle. That brings us to the Oilers and the Knights. Yes, it's going to be a slobber knocker tonight. Can't wait to watch this one. I'm going to probably have to take a nap so I can stay up to watch it. You know, Game 3 and Game 4, a lot of controversy with this. You've got Petrangelo getting an, and, you know, Petrangelo getting a game for a slash on Leon Dreisaitl at the end of game three, or at the end of game four. You could tell Petrangelo was frustrated. He got cross-checked, maybe not a cross-check, but he got thrown into the boards face first. He was turning as he got hit. You could tell he was pissed. You know, uh, then you've got what happened in game three with uh, Vander Kane. you getting that cross-check to the throat. I mean, I don't know. I was a little bit surprised that Petrangelo got a game. Now, Nurse, we know the rule. If you instigate a fight in the last five minutes of regulation, it's an automatic suspension. That's a no-brainer. I get it. He probably should have known better. Tensions were high towards the end of the game. But uh, Petrangelo getting a game, I, I'm i not shocked. I'm a little surprised they did it. You know, Kane, I thought, got a pass for not getting a game after that hit in game three. It was a non-hockey play. Now, I've had a lot of banner back and forth with a lot of fo- fans from uh, Edmonton after game three. You know, I, they're saying, well, that's hockey. It's, that's a hockey play. It's playoff hockey, whatever. A cross check to the throat is not a hockey play. Just like that slash by Petrangelo on Dreisaitl 
is not a hockey play. I mean, Drysaddle's lucky that he got hit in the elbow pad and not in the wrist. He could have very easily broken Drysaddle's wrist, and that would have just been, you know, then I could have saw Petrangelo getting the rest of the playoffs or the rest of the series. I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Yes, it's a non-hockey play. I guess Petrangelo deserves one game. Should he get more than that? No, I don't think so. One game, I think, is enough. I, you know, but I also think Kane should have got game four. He shouldn't have played in that game. You know, and again, his his uh, his reputation isn't the greatest. I think he's kind of a clown, but you know, for his antics. But you know, I would be lying if I said I wouldn't want him on the Red Wings. You know, he's that he's a good player, but along with it comes the stuff that he brings. You know, he's kind of a I don't know. He can be a clown at times. You know, some of the stuff he does is very bush league. You know, borderline dirty with that. You know, I'll go again with that cross check to the throw. But he's a player that you would want on your team. Now, with Petrangelo out for game five, this could work a couple of ways. The Golden Knights could rally around this, and uh, they're at home. It'd be a little different, I think, if they're on the road. This is going to be a huge game tonight. Can't wait for it. How do they respond after losing game game four? Really, none of these games have been close. And that's the thing, you know, if it gets out of hand in game five, what happens towards the end of the game? But, you know, there's going to be some animosity out there. There's going to be some big hits. Um, who's going to hold their cool cool long enough to take advantage of it and try to get a leg up in this series, man? That, this is a toss-up. You know, both teams have won on each other's bar, in each other's barn. I don't know. Man, it's going to be fun to watch, though. If I had – if you put a – you know – I would have to say probably, you know, I picked the Oilers to win this series in seven. I think that's the route it may go. I think the Golden Knights are going to win tonight. I think they're going to rally around this Petrangelo situation. And I think they're going to win it. So, it's, but it's sure, like I said, it's it's so close. This one is literally a coin toss. So, but again, it's must-see TV if you're a hockey fan, which, of course, we are here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. So, we're going to... Uh, I, all I know is I'm going to sit back and watch. Got to take a nap this afternoon so I can stay up to watch it tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern time, a little past my bedtime. But you know we'll we'll figure something out tonight to watch Game Five between the Oilers and the Golden Knights. Well, last thing we want to cover here on the show here on this Friday again, welcome and we appreciate you joining us here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube, powered up by Belly Up Sports. The schedule release last night we begs us to, again to uh, ask you our poll question. Where do you think your team will finish after the release last night? The, tw- the schedule release is out. Now you know when you're going to play, You know who you're going to play, what day you're going to play. Begs the question, where do you think your team's going to finish in 2023? Last check of the poll, um, we've got the question, the choices are division winner, the playoffs, Super Bowl contender, or the Caleb, you're going to end up with uh, in the running for the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes, number one pick next year in the 2024 draft. I would, uh, right now, it's a dead heat. The playoffs or the being a Super Bowl contender, 33% each. The Caleb Williams sweepstakes, 24.2 and 9.1% for the division winner. So that's our poll is going to be up until tomorrow. We hope if you Check us out on our Facebook page. You can answer it there, Captain Lou Extravaganza, or my personal page, Lewis Gamlin, or 
Follow me on Twitter, at the Real Captain Lou. The poll is there as well. Schedule release is out, as I mentioned. And uh, some interesting, I don't know, uh, some twists and turns on it. You could look at it. Toughest schedule on the road. I'd have to go with the New York Giants. I thought they were dealt a tough hand. Five back-to-back road schedules, which means, you know, seven of their, after their old home opener against Dallas, seven of the 10 on the road. They've got a three-game stretch back-to-back-to-back on the road. I think that's going to be difficult. You know, five, five again, as I mentioned, five instances of going on the road back-to-back. That's difficult. You know, I know it's not 1968 or 1982 where they have to fly commercial. That's a lot easier. But, you know, that's going to take its toll. Now, what that means is they have get uh, a lighter schedule maybe towards the end, but they've got Philadelphia in two out of their last three games. So I think the Giants – if you ask me, they've gotten one of the tougher road schedule, the tougher schedules. I think they're they didn't the schedule makers didn't do them a very they didn't do them they didn't give them do much of a favor, that's for sure. And the 49ers, you know, not only do they got to travel a lot, not nearly as much as Seattle, they've got to play on four short weeks, which means they're gonna be on prime time on Thursday and uh, Monday night. So that you know, to the victor go the spoils, not all the time, you know, heavy's head lies the crown, whatever you want to call it. That's going to be interesting to see how the 49ers make out. The Jets, the newly appointed America's team, they've lost 14 straight to the Patriots. Can you believe that? Does that streak end this year with uh, Rodgers? And, you know, I I was looking at this and I thought, how in all these years Rodgers and Mahomes have never played? Well, the Packers and the Chiefs met a few years back, but remember, Rodgers was hurt. And Jordan Love, I think that was his first start ever in the NFL. So they're going to meet in week four. Uh, Again, we all talk, you know, everybody has anointed the Jets as, you know, probably they're a team that's going to go to the playoffs. A lot of folks think that they might make a run to the Super Bowl. They got a tough schedule coming up. And uh, they could very easily start one and five, but, you know, or two and four. Then we'll see how Aaron Rodgers handles the media. The media in New York. You say what you want, they might be a little bit softer, but you know, it's not Green Bay and Milwaukee. So, with all due respect, Philadelphia, they play a stretch of eight playoff teams in 10 games in the middle of the year. I mean, they're the defending NFC champs. I think they're going to be right there at the end. They're going to, if they're not the favorite to win the NFC, they've got to be in the top two. That's going to be an interesting game for that, or an interesting stretch for them. Kind of a neat stretch. Um, the Jets, let's go back to them. They've only got two one o'clock games. They're either playing out in Denver or whatever uh, later on in the day, and of course, or their prime time, or they got the four twenty-five spot. They've only got two one p.m. Eastern time games, so that's going to be. I don't know what if that makes much of a difference, but that's going to be very interesting to see as well. Um, as far as the prime time games go, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. They've all got six primetime games. The Colts, the Falcons, the Texans, and the Cardinals are not on primetime anymore. You don't have to. It's not It's not a prerequisite anymore where you have to, uh, you have to be scheduled on primetime, a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. You know, I'm just looking at some of these, you know, Cincinnati. They've only got four primetime games, but you got teams like the Packers and the Vikings with five and the Raiders with five. 
Cincinnati went to the NFC or the AFC championship game. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. How can they have less primetime games than the Raiders and the Packers and the Vikings? I don't understand that. Um, speaking of Monday night football and the fact that uh, you don't have to be on a primetime Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night game, something a little bit different this year. Monday night football can flex their schedules now after week 12. That's going to be interesting to keep an eye on towards the end of the year with some of the games. Now, uh, for example, let's see if I can uh, bring it up here, um, the Monday night games, if I've got it here. I thought I had it. I may have accidentally uh, – oh, here we go. Real quick, let's go down towards the end of the schedule now. You've got some games. One to keep an eye on that could be flexed. I'm thinking maybe, you know, a Monday night – game where the Titans and Dolphins, for example, they may flex in out of that. Yeah, you know, the Titans, I don't know. They're kind of an up and down team. The Dolphins, you know, everybody thinks that they're going to be right there in that loaded NFC or AFC East. You know, they might, but I could see possibly the Bears and the Vikings being flexed out. Who knows what the Bears are going to be like, but that's an interesting concept this year now is you can flex out of the Monday night football games where you never really were able to do that before. You weren't able to do that before, and they've had some clunkers towards the end of the year. So I got to tell you, though, if I'm planning on a game, let's say, for example, that, you know, I'm a Packers fan or, yeah, you know, and I make, you know, I want to go to a Monday night game or I'm a Patriots fan. I want to see Patrick Mahomes on a Monday night. You plan your schedule around it. You come in to travel for it. You make your plans. You get your hotel rooms, this and that and the other your airfare, your flights, and all of a sudden on Tuesday the week before, the Tuesday before they decide, well, you know you know this isn't going to happen, but let's just say for kicks and giggles the Chiefs were 3-10 and 10 and the Patriots were 4-11. and 11. Oh, we're going to switch it to Sunday. Yeah. The fans definitely aren't the ones that are going to be helping. They aren't, they're not thinking of the fans. It's all about the advertising dollars, so don't let them kid you. That's going to be a scenario. That's the one thing I don't like about Monday Night Flex or Sunday night for that matter. If you're planning on going to a game at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock, all of a sudden it's 8 o'clock, you got to figure out a new way how to get home if you're flying out after the game. Or, you know, for those that are traveling to a game locally, now you got to, instead of getting out of there at 4 o'clock, maybe get home at 7, you're going to get out of a game at midnight, you get home at 2 o'clock in the morning and you got to work the next day. The NFL doesn't think about the ordinary fan for this. They never have and they never will. It's all about the dollars. It's just like every other sport. The NBA's right there, Major League Baseball, NHL, you name it. It's all about the advertising revenue, you know, who's kidding who. So that's kind of an interesting scenario that the NFL can do now in week 12. And a couple other things with the scheduling, the Rams, I looked at their schedule real quick. They, you know, look at this start of their schedule. Seattle and Cincinnati on the road, then San Francisco sandwiched in between. You know, a Super Bowl team a couple of years ago finished, I think, four and thirteen last year. Now they're going to have a tough start to their schedule. Week one, the Detroit Lions, our Detroit Lions, kick off the 2023 season at Kansas City. Everybody's barking. There's a lot of people saying, "Why the Lions?" Well, they're an up and coming team, and you know, I'm excited for it. Us Lion fans, we've been wanting something like this for a lot of years. Now we got two Thursday games against Green Bay on Amazon Prime and, of course, Thanksgiving 
a Monday night game against Vegas, and then a Saturday night game against Dallas towards the end of the year, which is quote-unquote Monday night football. Um, can they handle it? Can they handle prosperity? The Lions, you know, we've been the doormats of the NFL for a lot of years, and justifiably so. Detroit hasn't put out much of a product in the last, you know, well, in my whole lifetime, the Lions have won one playoff game. They've got the potential now. I mean, I know they're they're the sexy pick this year to win the division now that Aaron Rodgers is out. Chicago's down in Minnesota. You don't know what you're going to get. They get to go right out of the – and I listened to uh, Dan Campbell this morning. He was on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Bring it on. You know, we they everybody cherishes it, but they know they got a tough task. But what happens if they win that game? I know they're a seven-point dog in that one already against Kansas City. But, boy, I'll tell you, how do they handle it if they win? That's the question. They're going to be 1-0. Do they get a letdown? You know, that would be normal. How do they, you know, if they go, what happens if they go in there and get their asses kicked and lose by 21 or 28? How do they handle it after that? So many questions. But Detroit, they've got the coach. You know, he's a dynamic coach. They've got the players. They've got the firepower on offense. Of course, defense is going to be their weakness. We'll obviously dissect it more before the season starts. But they've got some primetime games that they get to showcase. You know, four games on primetime. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle prosperity. You know, and again, they've got three of these games on the road, too. Dallas, Kansas City, and Green Bay. So even though they've got the four primetime games, they got the one Monday night game at home against the Raiders in week eight. But three of these four are on the road. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how they handle it. Well, hey, that's going to do it here. We want to appreciate, we want to thank everybody for taking time out this morning to be with us on this uh, Friday, this free for all Friday. We hope that uh, you all have a great weekend. And again, don't forget, we've got some great guests lined up next week. On Wednesday, we've got Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson Show uh, joining us on Wednesday, talking Stanley Cup. Also Wednesday, we've got um, Ryan Schuling, out of Den- producer of uh, radio. Uh, he's a was a personality here in the East Lansing area. We're going to talk transfer portal with him, how that's changed the world, the landscape of college sports. And also we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals in the NBA with him. And we're going to talk primetime Deion Sanders. A lot to go over with that with him. And on Friday, we've got Mitch Bernstein with from the Burn with Mitch podcast. We're going to get up to date. He's our baseball insider. It's uh, just about Labor Day. So we're on uh, Memorial Day, rather. And that's kind of a turning point. The first quarter poll, if you will, in Major League Baseball. So we'll kind of get his thoughts on how the baseball season is going. So, hey, we want to thank you for taking time out, as I mentioned this morning. We want to thank the folks at Belly Up Sports for uh, letting us be a part of their network as well. And, of course, we're sponsored by MaulerBros.com. Check out the website for the best assortment of polos, tees, you name it, tumblers. If you want to look good on the golf course, if you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. That's MaulerBros.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase at uh, checkout. That's MahlerBros.com. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy life. Get out and have fun this weekend. Keep smiling. And as I always say, keep your heads up. Keep your sticks down. Keep your feet moving. And as always, keep your minds open.
Thanks for joining us on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube with another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. So long.